Welcome to Autoimmune Revolution Radio. I'm your host, Justin Janoska, clinician and founder of the Autoimmune Revolution. After watching my mom suffer with autoimmune disease, I have made it my mission and purpose to help people like you. Unlock the door to better results, regain control of your body, and feel like yourself again. I want you to become an autoimmune alchemist and get your life back. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. May you be filled today with joy, abundance, and loving kindness. Peace and love. As long as you are trying to become, trying to get somewhere, trying to attain something, you are quite literally moving away from the truth itself. So how's that for an opening start to the episode? (laughs) And so this relates to today's discussion here on Autoimmune Revolution Radio, and I'm very excited that you're here with me today. We're going to talk about fixing versus healing when it comes to chronic illness and disease, whether it's autoimmune disease or polycystic ovarian syndrome or depression or infertility for that matter, cancer or what have you. And I read this quote and it really spoke to me because it really uh, touches on a a truth that uh, ironically, a lot of us find ourselves doing, myself included. And, And that's that's about striving and reaching for something and trying to get a, an outcome that maybe we're not ready for. Maybe there's um, something else there that is tugging us to maybe not do that. That doesn't mean we don't try to achieve something. We don't try to get that job promotion or have that financial stability or heal our body and mind. It doesn't mean we don't do those things. It's more about the intention and how you go about it, right? We can both take um, two different paths to the same, to get to the same destination. Maybe there's one road that's easier than the other. And that's kind of what I'm talking about. So maybe there's a job you keep applying for where you keep coming up short and not getting it. Maybe you keep finding yourself in unhelpful or bad relationships. Maybe you want to be healed and you keep trying to fix your body, but you're still frustrated with the lack of progress. This is what I mean. There is a truth to that's underlying a lot of this sometimes that if we pay enough attention and listen, it's going to give us that wisdom of what we really need to do instead. And once you see that truth, the your choices are arise out of the truth of that moment, not some, some idea of what you think you need to do instead. And you might say this is your inner wisdom, the voice of your inner wisdom or source or whatever that is, God, whatever that might be for you, or just your higher self. So let me give you an example for myself. Going to school right now and getting this doctorate degree, all great. I'm really passionate about it. I'm really excited about it. I'm one year in, but there was a truth underlying all this when I hit summer that I had to take it, I had to take the semester off because there was just too much going on and I was getting too distracted. Other things honestly were a bigger priority and it was not that right now. But if I ignored it and I kept pushing and was saying, I need to go back, I need to do this semester, stay on track and whatever sort of ways I want to talk myself into it, I may have suffered in greater ways in other areas of my life. So that's kind of what I mean, right? It, it's not so apparent for a lot of us, but if we listen closely and sit with it, we can be guided by our inner wisdom instead of our ego, you might say. 
one of my favorite things to say is, and by the way, uh, I will tell you, it was a great decision that I made for myself because now I'm more focused and I can do things. But at the time, I, I definitely couldn't. One of my favorite quotes, as I was saying, is be before you become. And that is sort of uh, a difficult thing for people, I think, to understand because you might interpret that as, what do you mean? Just sit where you are and be where you are and don't change? No, it's not It's not about that. And and that sort of speaks to what I initially said were with the first uh, quote about not trying to get somewhere. And if you keep trying to do that and becoming something, you might be um, cutting yourself short. And so when you be before you become, what I'm saying here is you are being where you are, you're embracing your reality and, and bringing acceptance and maybe compassion and and patience with it. And you're letting go of the gripping and the fixating and trying to make something happen. There's a part of us where we have to do that, obviously take action, but how you take action, there's there are nuances within that. Like you can, like if you have a disease, you can Google every day frantically, running around, read books and try to try this and try that, change your diet 12 times and take these supplements to do this. And you're always your life and world revolve around that. Or you can do some things, put it into action, then leave it alone and then go go for a walk and play an instrument or connect with people and put it aside. In other words, right? Get back to living. We lose that, honestly. I think a lot of people suffer immensely because of the fact that they're so caught up in this illness stuff. They make it their job. Like it's a second chore, not a second chore. It's a second job and it becomes a chore. And that's very stressful. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to live that way. So that's what being is. And so that kind of relates to what I'm saying here about fixing versus healing. And we're going to get into that more today because when you're becoming and when you're trying to get somewhere, there's a lot of fixing that people get stuck in and try to do to make that happen. And healing has a different energy to it. It's a different um, <clears throat> has a different direction, different orientation. And that's what I want to help you see today and help you balance this out because there is a lot of fixing. People are doing that all the time. Fix the microbiome, change your diet, add any supplements, do a coffee enema, do a cold plunge, do a parasite cleanse, do a heavy metal detox and go, you know, there's a lot of things and it doesn't mean it's wrong. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do it if it makes sense. But if we're only doing that and we're trying to fix the broken, quote unquote, broken parts of the body, the thyroid, the adrenal glands, the lymphatic system, the liver, whatever, then we're missing out on the real healing, which is ironically the thing that people need the most in order to change. So, okay. So <laughs> hope that makes sense so far. It's about the intention and degree of energy that you put into your healing journey. It's about, in other words, the amount of attachment and intensity. Perhaps you're trying to attain something and become someone that you aren't ready to become yet. The truth might be that your body needs time and space to be where you are. That's also what I mean by be before you become. This is a hard pill to swallow, but the, the reality is that people who've been sick for many years, and this has been my observation, it's very, very true, is that they need a lot of time. You can do all the things right, and it's not about doing more stuff. It's not about fixing more things and changing more stuff. It's more about, hey, put it in place, 
and leave it alone, right? It's like, do you rush the process of pregnancy? Do you rush the process of a plant trying to grow? You plant the seed, you water it, you nourish it with sunlight, fertilizer, and you let it do its thing. And it'll bloom and blossom when it's ready. But if you push the process, well, you'll probably fail. But that's what we do with disease and healing. And this is why a lot of us su suffer and feel worse because we're fixing, fixating on and trying to uh, on trying to make this better and faster. And it doesn't work that way. Your body needs that grace and time. So the process of change is not not in becoming what you're not. It's being where you are. And when you learn to let go and be where you are with acceptance and kindness and put your energy on other things, you end up becoming the healed version of yourself much faster than if you were to try to make it happen by having direct directive intention. That's sort of the paradox. And, and it's not always something we think about because we're conditioned from medicine and society to kind of fixate and do things in an oriented um, or paint by numbers process, you might say. And it's not really the way it goes. And honestly, it's not how I teach clients and help them heal. They really have to embrace what I'm saying. And it's what I'm trying to suggest to you. I remember a time now that I'm thinking about it, where I wanted to be in a relationship with somebody and I had to keep finding someone because, well, I was codependent to be honest. And that, you know, for me, I had to find happiness and love and fill the void of emptiness and, uh, I hated being alone. I hated not or hated feeling that way. But the truth was that I needed to learn to be self-sufficient and be alone, fill my cup first, all of those things we have heard about. And that's when my life changed. I mean, I was single for three years and it changed my life entirely because I learned so much about myself and gave myself what I needed, right? That epiphany didn't happen until I had multiple failed attempts with people and not and striving to materialize a relationship that wasn't happening because that ended in a lot of heart, heartache and pain. So when I learned to let go and see the truth that I got to stop trying to make something happen and force something and let it come to me, that's how I live now is that these sort of things and relationships kind of materialize on their own organically, not trying to figure it out and, and make it a, a objective, like a mission to date someone or find someone or this and that um, because that's not, it doesn't work that way. And that actually can lead to more problems and pain. So for me, it's more about letting go and letting things happen organically, spontaneously. And it works very beautifully actually. So you kind of want to think like that a little bit with this Z stuff. I was talking to a friend over the weekend and she literally said this to me and I was like, yes, absolutely. She said, you can fix the body all day, every day, but if you never learn to heal the body, nothing will actually change. Let me say that again. You can fix the body all day and every day, but if you never learn to heal the mind and body, nothing will change. Okay. So what does that mean? Right? Well, like we said, you can address the body with protocols and all the things we buy and do to, you know, correct the body and fix it. Like it's a broken down car that you take to the mechanic. It's how we look at this, unfortunately, but it's not enough to do that. Okay. And this is about alternative medicine, conventional medicine. doesn't really matter. It's both sort of disciplines that's necessary and important, but it's only half the equation. 
And I'll get into the healing element for a minute and what that actually looks like. But one thing I wanted to emphasize is that when we have this sort of striving mentality and fixing um, objective, something else happens a lot too that I see. Maybe you can relate to this. You start getting hard on yourself, blaming others, criticizing doctors, and this stirs up a pot of emotions like fear and anger and rage and disappointment and maybe anxiety or disillusionment. That's very common to see. Okay. And this is not about like what model is better and doctors suck or they, or, or some are better than others. It's not about that, but it's like, it's part of what happens in this journey for a lot of people for various reasons. It doesn't mean that you don't deserve to feel that way if a doctor dismisses you or someone doesn't help you, but it's about how you face that truth of that situation and what resiliency you bring towards it with emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is like the most important skill set we could have as humans. And certainly a lot of people struggle with that. I see it within my personal life and with people I connect with and it doesn't mean that I'm perfect or they're not, or no one, everyone's trying to get better and improve with this, but it speaks to self-awareness, self-regulation, and ultimately social skills. Okay. If you are not striving and fixating on getting a solution, then you would be less likely to fall into this, into these sort of trap, uh, excuse me, these, uh, this emotional trap, if you will. Right. And that's really important because there's a lot of stress that comes from the things that aren't working and the emotions that we feel from that. So striving and fixing the body with protocols can do one of two things. It can just bring more stress to the system when things are not going your way, right? You feel really angry and disappointed. And like I just said, or, and, or it can open up the door for old wounds to surface because when things aren't working and doctors are doing this and you're getting gaslit and uh, you're being neglected and ignored, this can trigger, be very, very triggering. And I see this and maybe you've experienced this too. And it's because of something that uh, mirrors your childhood in a way. Maybe you had a parent who neglected you or was never around or never tended to your needs when you were sick or invalidated your feelings or told you that you're stupid and incompetent, right? And, and then when we get involved, and it's not just with medicine, but that's the example I'm using here in the context we're talking about. But when you experience that again as an adult, you get really triggered because that was very hurtful back then and it still is now and you have not healed that part. Okay. So this is why, and I'm saying this because it kind of tags along with the whole concept of striving and fixating on things. If we learn to dial it back and not do that, we don't, we're not so susceptible to feeling this way. It doesn't mean you won't feel that way. I should, I, I should say, it doesn't mean that you wouldn't get, um, you wouldn't feel um, a certain array of emotions because medicine let you down or practitioner program let you down. But it's, it's going to happen more often when you are fixating on trying to figure this out and you're trying all these things and you're jumping around protocol hopping and never slowing down, right? That's what I mean. There's blame, there's anger that comes out of the, the distrust and fear for a lot of people. And this can come out of unworthiness. And that's really the basis for a lot of this. Doesn't mean it's all unworthiness and shame, but think about that. When you have anger, people are angry. There's a lot of fear behind that. And behind fear is usually usually a need to feel love. And instead they're feeling shame or unlovability. 
And this is really important when we're talking about disease and healing because if those wounds are there, well, then that's where the healing needs to be. It's not more fixing the body. It's more of healing the wounds of the past, the pockets of pain. Does that make sense? So I hope that makes sense. And this is why we need to get uh, a grip on that and learn how to uh, let go of this and discharge this, which is why I spent a lot of time working on the psyche and healing the trauma for a lot of clients because they're still carrying a lot of those burdens. And it comes out in the out outlashing, the blaming, the criticism, and these things we do to protect ourselves. And uh, that's that's where we need to address a lot of this stuff because if you don't and you're just too busy working on the diet and microbiome and your blood sugar, then you're not going to get very far. I have to admit, I see that a lot. This is why people are stuck a lot. And it doesn't mean that's the case for everybody, but I'm telling you, this is this perhaps might be the reason why you're still struggling. Because think about it, the anger about things not working, how much a program costs, how much money you've spent, <clears throat> the projections. Everyone's terrible. No one can help me. Everyone's just uh, very deceitful and misleading, right? That sort of uh, vernacular and, and perception. The fear-based thinking, the paralysis to taking action or starting over again because you're afraid of getting let down. Like it's all real stuff. And that is honestly what's keeping us trapped. And if you felt unworthy as a kid somewhere in your life, this stuff can really reinforce that and expand that that sense of unworthiness. So this is what I mean by we have to learn how to heal the, st the stuff inside of us. And fixing has more to do with maybe the tangible, the physical body. Healing has a lot to do with the mind, the psyche, the, the per personality traits, the wounds, the emotions, change in the thoughts, all that stuff, the intangible world. It's what I'm talking about. The scars of trauma, the wounds of grief, the shame, the inadequacy, the anger, the envy. It's about getting into the energetic level of mind and body. So we do rituals and practices that can be creative outlets to cultivating killing energy. And this is more about what I do with clients. And I'm not going to get so involved in that. I've done uh, an episode on this already, I think. But if you have uh, any interest in checking out my trauma course, Illuminating Darkness, you can learn about these different techniques and things I'm doing with clients that you would want to do on your own. And I'll put the link to that in the show notes. Anyway, so some of these things would be visualization and guided imagery, meditation, of course, working with your, your parts, your subpersonalities, movement like yoga, walking, forest bathing, connection with self and others, and having you know healthy relationships and building rapport, purpose in doing meaningful activities, finding peace and equanimity in your life, offering compassion and generosity, and anything that is of benefit to all in contributing to the greater good of humanity. That is what healing looks like. It's not just one thing. It's many different shades of color. And that's the beauty of it. There's no right or wrong. It's about really just tapping into this and getting outside of your body in a sense. And, and no longer focusing, uh, putting all your energy rather into what's wrong with me and how do I fix it? Because that is a lot of the conditioning that we're stuck in. Maybe you can relate to that. So in a more simple way, what's, what, how, how do we get out, out of survival mode? What can be done to live with ease, with greater ease? 
How can you see something with love? How can you see the world with love, including yourself? I really find healing more to do with, again, healing the mind. And this, this is all speaking to uh, the concept of spirituality, which is more about leaning into pain and emotions and being okay with what comes up. It's also about connecting to your higher self and discovering what that looks like. Right, Whatever it is that we're calling it, we're acknowledging a source of wisdom that can guide us. And that is the feeling of the heart. That's the intuitive voice, the, the tr true essence, you might say. The self-energy. And that is what I mean by how we can leverage that and use it to direct us in our own healing path. So it's all related. Healing the wounds of our past, the present, engaging with things outside of the disease and their illness and connecting with our higher self. It's all part of that. And you're getting a lot of wisdom and insight of what to do. And this brings me back to the first uh, thing I said on the, on the show about when you are striving, trying to get somewhere, you might be moving away from the truth itself, which might be to really stop striving and learn to heal the stuff inside so that your physiology can change. And that's the point. You got to get your nervous system regulated and your stress response under control and get out of reactive mode. And that doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen by just taking adaptogens and sleeping better. I hate to say that, but that's the truth. So when you ask the question, how do I heal? What do I need to heal? With, I think, support and direction with somebody you're working with, like myself, you can start to listen to the inner voice and the inner wisdom that can guide you to where to go. And of course, I would be there to help push you in a direction perhaps as well. But a lot of the answers are there. It's just we have to listen. Maybe there's like old wounds from our parents or with a relationship or um, anger we haven't let go of, you know, these sort of things. Brene Brown uh, has a quote that I really like and she's about spirituality and it goes, spirituality is recognizing and celebrating that we are all inextricably connected to each other by a power greater than all of us in that our connection to that power and to one another is grounded in love and compassion. That is literally my mantra these days. And it, because my, my own therapist talks to me about this stuff and really helps me connect to that. And if you really understand that concept of contributing to the, the greater good of others, um, humanity and connecting to your higher self and coming from a place of love and compassion, you can't go wrong. And that's, that can obviously look like a million different things, but that is what healing really is, is getting ego out of the way and letting this kind of run the show, you might say. And that can be a guiding light to healing our stuff and to working with the parts of us that are still in pain. So when we enter the world of spirituality, we are connecting with our higher self in silence, feeling a certain way, a vibration, and then that can carry us into the day. You begin to act in a way that is congruent with that. That may not seem like you know healing, but it is because it nourishes your soul and it acknowledges the true essence of who you are and gives opportunity for the true self to come through. It's why you were here. I did a whole episode of spirituality, so I might be repeating a little, a couple things here and there, but definitely go check that out if you want more insight around this. But 
there is a parallel between spirituality and healing because again, it's getting out of the, the physicality discussion for a minute. So this is why I teach my clients this. This is the a huge emphasis of what I do and how, yes, there is you know, fixing the body, quote unquote, fixing, which we still do with the microbiome and the, using the diet and using supplements and nutraceuticals and cleaning the liver, doing a detox, getting rid of toxins, all that stuff matters, right? But what I'm saying is we do that, but there's a greater need and focus on getting outside of the ego and learning how to heal what we haven't addressed because we are mind and body. That's mind body medicine. That is why mind body medicine is what I do. And if you can understand that, that's probably what you need as well, then you would probably get better results. But we have to get out of this sort of model of just doing things for the body and that will be good if I just give it 30 days with an elimination diet or do a cleanse for you know two weeks. It's not that simple. I wish it was, but it's not. And this relates to identifying with the diagnosis and the condition you have as well. It's not, it's not uh, the most healing thing either. It's about really, again, taking the spotlight off your problems and what isn't working and your symptoms and putting the spotlight on what is going well, what else matters and deserves your attention. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a brief example. So, uh, one of my clients, she has, uh, ulcerative colitis and it's an autoimmune disease of the gut and has a lot of trauma to work through, but she has a huge passion for woodworking. Woodworking is great. I love, I mean, I looked at her art and I'm like, wow, this is really impressive. And it's just, you know, taking wood and making art out of it and pieces and all that stuff. I don't know anything about it, honestly. So maybe you do, but very, very cool stuff. And so that is a huge healing practice and exercise. It's meaningful and it gets her away from the things that aren't going well. Now, she still does the things. We still do the things to keep her immune system at bay and make sure she's not in pain and having all these other issues. But that takes time to address that. But I'm telling you what expedites the process is when you learn to embrace joy and happiness and love and fulfillment. And you do that through your, your meaningful activities and practices and finding purpose in the world. That is why we talk about that because that's what healing really is. And here's the thing I'll, I'll say to wrap this up. Doctors and people do not decide when your body heals. You do. Okay? Talk to a friend of mine this weekend about that. People will say, oh, the doctor said, I, I can't get better, or I only have um, 12 weeks with uh, this protocol, or I, th there's a finite amount of time that you're given because of what you're doing and what condition you have, you might say. And a lot of that is not really um sometimes it's accurate but a lot of times it's not because they're going off their own opinion their professional opinion and don't understand that well maybe we run the show we decide because our mind can dictate and influence our progress so i'll teach you the su super simple acronym coal the coal method <laughs> very simple and easy to do but it's about bringing that to your awareness as you find needed. C stands for curious, curiosity. O is for open-mindedness. A is for acceptance. And L is for love. So bring curiosity, have an open mind, 
bringing acceptance and having loving intention to your pain and everything around you. And notice how when you do this, eventually the suffering lessens because you're coming from a different place. You're operating from a different energy. That is what I mean by healing. You can do that and the quote unquote fixing, but this is where a lot of people need to spend more time. And I'll end it with this. There is no cure for the human condition. There is a healing journey and a spiritual path and the freedom to choose how to relate to life, whatever comes our way. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope this was helpful for you. Please, please, please leave me a five-star review. Let me know your thoughts. Tell me how you feel about this. Send me a DM on Instagram at Justin Janoska. I would love to hear from you and I hope you find this valuable. All right. I will see you next time on Autoimmune Revolution Radio. Peace and love.